Welcome to the Kiss Marketing Solution Podcast, where we're dedicated to bringing marketing and business knowledge that gets real results. This episode is brought to you by our free social media roadmap. Head to kissmarketing.com.au forward slash free to get your hands on this plus so much more. And now here's your host educator and marketing queen, Sonia McIntyre-Reed. Sarah from Gilbert House here and we're talking all things TikTok. So we're changing it up a little bit today and it's going to be a casual conversation around this brand new social media platform that all of the young cool people seem to be flocking to. Thank you Sarah so much for joining me today. It's a bit of a weird episode. Yeah, no, absolutely. I love that you've said young and cool because I feel like that really speaks to you and I. (laughs) Yeah, we're we're definitely the cool kids, not. (laughs) So a few weeks back, you and I actually um, went out to go collect some content for a client out in the Macedon Ranges. And at the end of the day, we sat down, we're like, we need a steak sandwich. So we went and sat down and had some lunch um, and I've pulled out TikTok and I've gone, oh my God, have you seen this app? It has me so hooked because up until that point, everyone that I'd like spoken to about it, including my partner, he was pretty much like, what is this? This is so stupid. Why are you wasting your time on this? And no one got it. But I think you came in and looked at it from a very different point of view, like I did from a marketing perspective, where we're seeing this brand new social media channel. We're watching how it's getting people sucked in and that addiction is happening so quickly for people. And I think the first thing you said to me, you were like, oh my gosh, look, it's full screen experience. You don't even need an account to set up all of these points that just make the barrier to entry for this app so, so low. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I, when you first brought it up, I like I initially thought I was unsure about it. Like you always hear that there's a new social media platform, everybody's jumping on it. And that's, you know, a lot of the time, not the case. I think the last time that I really got behind it was probably Facebook when I was at high school. But when, when you were showing me TikTok, I was like, oh, yeah, I sort of get it. But then I sort of realized it's like a reformatted version of Vine. Like it's, and that's what got me hooked, like that video platform that they got rid of a couple of years ago. It's back. It's called TikTok. It's full screen and it's cool. I was doing a little bit of um, Wikipedia research this morning. And the interesting thing about that is that the parent company is Chinese, right? It's merged with um, Musical.ly music.ly like bit.ly um and the funny thing is that the chinese aren't actually allowed to use the app so they've got their own version of tiktok that's called something completely different and the uptake with that has been absolutely massive so what i suspect has happened is that there's been some sort of version that's been rolled out in china and someone in china has gone oh great let's take this to the world but obviously it's a very different market um, with all the censorship that's happening with china they've got their own apps the government pretty much controls everything but interestingly last year tiktok was downloaded more than 660 million times that's insane like if you look at the downloads for that versus facebook and instagram it has just absolutely skyrocketed and i don't think we've actually seen an app be downloaded so rapidly um and interestingly enough given the demographic so i mean 66 percent of users are younger than 30 years old it's actually more popular on android than iOS or Apple systems. And it got me thinking, 
are we like old and uncool now that we use Apple iPhones rather than Android? Because you've got an iPhone, don't you? I've got it. Yeah, no, I've got an iPhone. And, you know, as, as someone that builds content as part of my work, it's like I don't always carry a DSLR with me. Um, so obviously everybody uses their um, phones to collect this content. But being on Android, those things have way better cameras than iPhones. And they, like you put SD cards in them and the storage on them is unbelievable. Like there's so many more things about them that makes them more appealing to a wider audience because of their service. But I think maybe you and I, Sonia, because of our sort of experience to Apple growing up, we're sort of indoctrinated into the Apple system. So it's really hard to move out of Apple because we've both got Apple computers and we've both got, you know, everybody carries an Apple charger with them, you know, going into Android for our sort of group of people is like a, is a barrier to resistance. You know, it's not what our peers are doing. So we're not, but perhaps for a younger generation, they're like, I want the one with better services. I want the one with the better camera. I want the one that's waterproof, all that sort of stuff. They're picking, you know, the most logical option, not what their brand affiliation is to. Yeah. I find that interesting because in my head, I'm like, Apple, Apple is life. Apple is everything. So Looking at these stats. Solid branding. Solid branding. They've stuck you in. You've had one for 15 years. Like Exactly. Like I'm not leaving, but I find it really interesting that obviously Apple have not managed to suck in those younger generations like they did with us. Um, It's saying here, I've got a little page of stats because I'm type A, Uh, 80% of TikTok sessions are on Android devices. So That's huge. Isn't it? It's absolutely massive. And I mean, when you scroll through TikTok, so everyone listening to this episode, I do recommend you go and check it out. Um, I do have feelings like I walk away from TikTok and I'm like, man, I'm old and man, I'm unattractive. It just feels like it's full of like these really good looking teenagers singing along to music and things. Stop clicking on that content, babe. It's serving you stuff from the algorithm. Just click on like normal people. Watch their content. No one wants to watch normal people. I'm like, I totally nail that dance. Like you see them all dancing and like lip syncing and stuff. I'm like, these are my people. Like I could do that. I have, I am so unrhythmic. Like there is no chance I could do it. But watching it, I'm like, yeah, I can dance it. It'll be fine. I'll be able to do it. Exactly. And it's amazing. Like I've only had it for a few weeks, but I feel like I'm part of like this in crowd. Like I know TikTok music and TikTok dances and references and things. And the only person I have to talk to about it is you. But it's, isn't it amazing that it's just created like this, this little cult. It's like these followers who feel like they're a part of something Bigger. And I think that's part of the reason why it's gone viral and why so many people are jumping on it. Absolutely. Like, I think that's so right. And I was watching, you know, the ABC News this morning. And this is the ABC. This is not like, you know, mainstream TV, but they were talking about the song Old Town Road, which I know from TikTok because everybody like um, lip syncs and dance to it. But the guy, so like I looked it up. So Old Town Road's the song by um, like the American rapper Little Nas X. And so this guy originally released it at the end of 2018, but then he gained popularity through TikTok. TikTok, and as a result, he was signed to a record contract with Columbia, and and now it's been distributed as a single. He's got like Billy Ray Cyrus in it. The video clip I watched this morning was hilarious, but it's now broken like Mariah Carey's record on the Billboard charts, top 100 sort of thing, um, for like 17 consecutive weeks. Like 
unbelievable, but he rose because of the TikTok groundswell of people like lip syncing and dancing to his song, like unbelievable. Oh, it's just amazing. It's, I think a lot of the time we do forget that what we buy as consumers and what we listen to and what we do, it's often influenced by that younger generation. So like the 15 to 24 year olds are really setting the tone for what's popular in the market. And I remember learning about this at uni and being like, oh yeah, whatever. Because at the time I was part of that demographic. I didn't see it. Now I'm on the outside of that. I'm like, oh man, I'm not young and cool anymore. What are the what are the young cool kids doing? What What's hip? What's happening? Um, and I see there's so many opportunities within TikTok at the moment. It's not a platform that has been monetized yet. And I'm on there for market research, of course, sort of <laughs> sitting back and watching and seeing, okay, are any brands jumping on this? Um, and what I'm seeing is that a lot of sporting teams are jumping on it. So obviously they've got like basketball teams over in the US, I've got young fans um they'll do little videos i haven't seen any australian sporting teams jump on it um i have seen some police officers over in the us on it as well which i feel yeah which i feel you know those public service kind of roles they're using it in a way that's really relevant to the platform so it's not super staged and professional but they are usually delivering a message like don't speed and i think that's hitting the nail on the head. Like they're reaching their demographic there. Um, I'm also starting to see some product placements popping up um, and they're done in a way that isn't like the Instagram product placements. So obviously there's some regulations now around Instagram where you've got to actually disclose the fact that you are sponsored. Um, On TikTok, there's none of these rules. So it's young people with like a charcoal toothpaste, for example, and I'll see this charcoal toothpaste or makeup pop up time and time and time again. Whether this has been done intentionally by companies, I'm, you know, too jaded to think that it's not, um, to believe, like I'm too jaded. I, what am I trying to say? <laughs> I think I've been in this space long enough to know that that kind of thing does not happen by chance. Um, it's not an People accident. Thousands of hours and, you know, millions of dollars to make it happen. Like they don't just happen. These products don't just happen to fall in, you know, kids in Victoria's hands or kids in Iowa's or New York's hands. Like these are sought after people, you know, someone, some intern in some marketing company has spent, you know, a week looking for them. Like it's not, you know, you're right. The skepticism around product placement. And to that, I think one of the things that I notice about TikTok and and advertising more generally across social is people are leaning into the Kardashian model of marketing, right? So people talk about Kim Kardashian, what she actually famous for and what does that family actually do? They're the world's most successful marketers because they sell you stuff without you even knowing it most of the time. They just happen to be carrying that bag, using that toothpaste, washing their face, putting makeup on their eyes and you go, and they're not like, hey, check out this new, you know, makeup, this new lipstick. They're just like, I'm trying it, whatever, you know, putting it on. And that's the advertisement. People will stalk you hard enough to find out what the product is and where they can buy it. Oh, absolutely. And I think that is the most powerful form of marketing, that sort of brand marketing. And I know there's a lot of conversations, especially in the digital marketing space around everything needs to be trackable, right? 
What I find though, if you're like switching on an ad or you have some sort of big offer and call to action, it almost cheapens the brand. Um, Whereas if you are putting time into having content created and this content placement and product placement and brand marketing, people talk themselves into buying the product. It's just a matter of whether or not you are getting your product in front of the correct demographic. I uh, heard last year, do you know the brand Shoes with Prey? I feel like I do. They're like heels. Yeah, so they're heels, but they're like customizable. So I'm pretty sure, obviously, I'm not the target demographic. I'm currently in Ugg boots, but I... <laughs> I have a feeling that the way it works, like they're high-end premium shoes, like I'm talking $400 starting point and you pretty much make your own design online and they're shipped to you, right? So this company had spent an absolute fortune with an influencer who I think was sort of around the 21, 21, 22 age mark um, and sort of put a lot of their marketing budget towards working with this influencer. And the click-throughs to the website and the traffic they got from it was absolutely amazing. But do you know how many sales they got from it? I'm going to hear like a zero. (laughs) (laughs) It was a one. So they got one sale. Yeah. So the thing is they went back and, of course, you know, being in a company and having marketing budget, you've got to go back and review, okay, what went wrong? What went wrong was that a 21-year-old does not have 400 plus dollars or the occasion to be wearing these kind of shoes, right? Absolutely. So I think it comes down to where is your target market? Do they have a need for your products? And that brings us back to should businesses be on TikTok? What's your opinion? Look, the first thing that comes to my head is ethics, right? So I'm concerned with an ethical overlay in technology as we move forward. And considering the age demographic that are on TikTok, you know, a lot of them under 20, some of them in their early, like early teens, I mean like 13, 12-year-olds, I worry about advertising. They're children, like advertising to children in that way and we see more advertising messages Um, before the age of 12 than our grandparents did in their lifetimes, right? So I'm concerned about what's being sold to children and how. You know, if it's on TV, if it's on print, if it's on other forms of traditional marketing, there's laws around it. Governments have laws. These um, platforms, you know, it's, it's more challenging to ascertain the level at which it's appropriate, you know, should you be marketing lingerie to 13 year olds? No, like it's not, it's not on, but is there that sort of, that sort of gap? So I think depending on your product, depending on the reach of your product, because this is a global platform, I would see very little Australian content in TikTok. I think I see it every, you know, couple of hours maybe, but you know, if you've got an Australian based product that is only available in Australia, probably don't be on TikTok. Like, I don't know who's going to see that. It's a, it's a global platform for sure. Yeah, definitely. And I think it, again, comes back to who is your target audience and what is your product? So for me, looking at it, I sort of go, okay, I think there is massive, massive opportunity here for cosmetics um, and any form of sort of self-care products. So I'm really surprised a brand I have not seen jump on TikTok yet is High Smile. Are you familiar with them? They're the ones that give you the the plates or they change your teeth with the light thing. 
<laughs> yeah, so it's like, it's like a cheap. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> it's like a cheap teeth whitening kit. So it was created by two guys. I think they're up on the Gold Coast or in Brisbane, like super young when they started the company and they've done a ton of work with influencers. So they're a company that have had the Kardashians on board, right? Like I'm talking they spend 20 plus million dollars a year. Um, on influencers. And in addition to that, I'm also seeing a ton of advertising from them as well, right? So their their market is like young, beautiful people, essentially. Like that's who they have in their ads. So I can't believe that I have not seen them on TikTok yet. They are a global company. They've done a ton of work with influencers. Where are they? Why aren't they jumping on board? Because I've seen some, you know, crappy charcoal toothpaste on there that I've never heard of before where's high smile I feel like they're missing a massive opportunity like maybe I don't know maybe they've saturated their market maybe they've got more business than they can manage maybe I uh, yeah like it it maybe it comes back to cost and use like maybe the people that are primarily using the platform don't have money for that product but with, with the advent of things like Afterpay and being able to schedule out payments, maybe that leads into it. I don't know. Yeah. And another point that I'm going to raise as well that is that TikTok actually doesn't have the ability to link out to an external website. Mm, so it's more of a brand awareness than click to convert sort of thing. Exactly. And, and I think that goes back to as digital marketers, we can't track who has actually clicked and gone to the website and then purchased from that. I guess you could offer some sort of discount code in the caption. The thing is with that though, like anything that looks spammy or like an ad, because you've got such a tiny, like you've got like, what, eight words or something to write as part of your caption, the people won't, people will just keep swiping through. It's like tinder except instead of swiping horizontally you swipe vertically right so i think people take like not even a second to make a decision about whether or not they're going to sit there and watch that video so my gut instinct is that if anything hints to a brand association or an ad or anything along those lines that people just won't watch it i think that younger generation is a lot savvier than what we were sort of growing up with influences and things like that yeah no and I agree and the things that I have noticed apart from maybe product placements a little bit harder to detect but the things that look like ads so something that's quite curated or something that looks like it's been uh thoughtfully designed or filmed I will immediately swipe past without a second thought to it because that is the the um, created content to, to sell me something and because it's such an organic platform people are like kids are filming this on their iPhones and their Androids and stuff they're not no one's going into post-production you know nothing like that so as soon as you see something that looks like it's been very well curated I immediately swipe because like the rest of the internet there's so much option and plethora of information out there for me to sort of swipe through that I don't have time for an ad. I'd rather miss something that could have been good as opposed to sitting through something I know will suck, you know, like, so I just swipe. I, anything that looks like an ad immediately goes through. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I think that is starting to become applicable to most social media nowadays. I mean, something I'm really preaching to my clients is just start getting your face in front of your Instagram stories and film a frequently asked question. 
don't, it doesn't need to be all pretty and polished and put together because if it is, people aren't going to watch it. And I think, again, it brings it back to, and I harp on about this constantly, create content that is native to the platform. So create content that is designed and built and created for that platform. Don't film a video. Don't go and film an Instagram TV, for example. That's a vertical video. And then upload it to TikTok. It's not going to have the same effect. It's the same as, I don't know, creating a square graphic for Instagram and then trying to use it on LinkedIn. And then you've got all the space around it. People just switch off. They immediately go, oh, well, this is just content that's just been pushed from another platform. I'm not interested. Mm, mm. And, you know, not only does the consumer, you know, the viewer and audience realise that it doesn't fit right, but the algorithm inside whatever platform you're on realises and it's like, this stuff's not cool, no thanks, not showing it. So not only will your audience not like it, but the platform recognises and then sort of ranks you accordingly. So definitely create it for the platform, you you know, that you're sending it out on. Otherwise, forget it. Like, it's not, not worth it. Yeah, absolutely. So I think our verdict then is that if you are a local Australian business, TikTok is not a platform that you need to be thinking about just yet. Most of the user base uh, is in India or the US. So 43% of all users are in India. um, And I'd say the rest of them, like, mainly would be the US. I know I have seen a few in Australia, Australia, like you mentioned. But yeah, I honestly wouldn't bother just yet. But do go and check it out. You don't need to create an account. Um, You can just download the app and start having a look. And especially if you are in sort of the cosmetics industry or you are targeting young people under the age of, say, 21, just go and have a look at it for some research. It'll be interesting to see if it takes off in Australia. I've been asking a lot of young cool people recently whether or not they've even heard of it and a lot of them have actually said no but that said I don't really know a lot of young people do you (laughs) (laughs) um look I consider myself young and cool you're as old as you feel so look I'm trying to get as many people as I can into it because it's a great platform and and their value proposition is compared to now the other channels and social social platforms out there is, is quite unique in that as a marketer and as someone sort of with a background in psychology, video offers an immediate way to convey a vast amount of emotional and informational content, right? So, so marketers want to sell on emotion and, and it has the advantage of being able to create a shared experience. So one of the really cool things that I have seen on TikTok is lots of things, lots of content on the platform can, can traverse language barriers. So I've seen um, posts and videos from the deaf community, people from non-English speaking backgrounds because they're collaborating and interacting over um, lip syncing and dancing and content that doesn't require reading or anything like that um, or or understanding the primary language in which it was filmed. Um, But TikTok is great because it encourages people to participate. So you share, like, follow comment and upload like other platforms but something that tiktok offers is this thing called duets have you seen the duets yeah it's really interesting you don't actually need someone's permission to do a duet with them is that right 
it, yeah, you're right. And it's like this original content that say uh, you film at your house of you doing um, the lead in a song. And so me, whether I'm here or on the other side of the world, can film and put your video next to my video in the same post and we can do the duet and harmony together. So I'll film the harmony, you've got the lead, and we can sing it together. So it looks like it just it blows my mind. And a lot of like acting kids and drama kids seem to do it. So I lose so much time watching stuff like hashtag duet because it's engaging it makes me feel a part of it it's wicked i love it like get around it i love i love tiktok i know it's so addictive isn't it and do you know what i love about is that there's no ads yet like it's light-hearted i feel like it's really going back to what social media is designed for to be social and bring people together and communities and people bonding over common interests and the in-jokes and it just does it so, so well. All right. So last thing I want you to do, Sarah, do you have screen time on your phone? Mm, Let me see. Yeah. All right. I want you to go and tell me how much time you spent on TikTok in the last seven days. (laughs) Tell me how much time have you spent on it? Two hours and 59 minutes. Oh, I'm pretty good. One hour and seven minutes. (laughs) I've just had a look at um, my weekly total for the last seven days and I'm actually horrified, disgusted. What did you get? I actually don't even want to tell you. This is embarrassing. In the last seven days, I have spent 37 hours on my phone. Oh. Do you know what, though? I feel like I play (laughs) a lot of YouTube videos because when you close your phone, it turns off the sound, like it stops it. That's my excuse anyway. So it's counting that. Your best life, like, <laughs> you know, if you don't have a TV and you watch all your Netflix on your phone, then it's fine. Yeah, no, I'm probably on Instagram while I'm watching Netflix on my computer. That's the embarrassing thing. All right, let's wrap this up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you so much for taking the time to join me today and bang on about TikTok with me. Uh, I think maybe we should check back in in a couple of months' time and see what the progression has been with this app and the uptake and whether we're or not we're seeing ads and local businesses jump on it. Um, if you are a local business listening to this, I wouldn't be worried about it just yet. Yet. I think we all have a tendency to go and jump on the newest, shiniest thing. I think in terms of effort involved versus return at the moment, not worthwhile. But if you're looking for some lighthearted entertainment, go download TikTok. Hey guys, Sonia here. So my amazing tech guru and podcast editor, Nick, is a total legend and has some factual stuff around my convo with Sarah that I'm going to share with you. So we threw around some... Um, terms in this episode such as 4k so let me just clarify that when we mention this 4k in phones only applies to video and doesn't actually affect photo resolution so for a lot of videos you see on socials like facebook videos often it's not a 4k video file that's been uploaded because they are massive now i know we totally bashed android even though we feel some of the cameras are better on them than on the iphone But actually sitting down to do some research, there are only a handful of brands with this camera superior to our beloved iPhone. So some of the top of my head are the Pixel 2 or higher, Samsung S9 or Samsung Note. The iPhone 11 has me super excited though. I don't know if you've seen any of the footage and images going around, but it looks pretty epic with a fancy smancy new camera. 
Thanks for listening, guys. Until next time, see ya. You've been listening to the Marketing Solutions Podcast with Sonia McIntyre-Reed. Don't forget to get your hands on our awesome freebies that will get you on your way to marketing success. Head to kissmarketing.com.au forward slash free.